in your life and specifically in your mothering, do you ever feel like nothing is ever going to change? Like you're just stuck and this is how it's always going to be? Let's talk about that today. Hey, beautiful. Welcome to the Rejoicing in Motherhood podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Vossler, and I'm thrilled to spend some time chatting with you and bring an inspiration, encouragement, and joy to your day. I'm a mom of eight kids, and I believe that motherhood is the greatest calling in the world. It is holy kingdom work, and God has not only called us, but also equipped us for this valiant mission, raising and training the next generation of mighty men and women of God. Every week, I will encourage, inspire, and equip you to really rejoice in the glorious, God-given calling of motherhood. At the end of each episode, I'll answer your questions and share tips and lifesavers that I've learned and keep learning as I raise my tribe. So come on, let's get started. Hey there, welcome back to the Rejoicing in Motherhood podcast. As always, I am so glad you're here. I'm so glad we get to spend this time together. I'm really excited for our topic today because it's one that has impacted me personally a lot. But before we get into that, I want to ask you a favor. Will you please go to my website and send me your marriage questions? We are going to be spending the month of June in a little series on marriage, and I want specific questions related to marriage to talk about during that month. So kirstenvossler.com forward slash ask me will take you to a form where you can fill out your question and it will send it directly to my inbox. So that's the best way to send me your questions. You can also send me questions on Instagram if you're there. My handle is at rejoicing in motherhood. And I cannot wait to hear from you and hear what your questions are or what topics you're interested in hearing about relating to marriage. All right, let's get into this myth and topic for today. We're kind of finishing up a little series we've been doing, talking about different lies, different myths that relate to us in our motherhood that we get fed by the world or by culture. And today we're digging into this one about feeling like nothing is ever going to change. Do you ever feel like nothing is ever going to change? Like you're just in a rut, you're just in a difficult season, you're just having a struggle with your children, either they're babies and they're not sleeping, or they're teething, or you're potty training, or they are learning how to talk and they have bad attitudes, etc., etc., etc. Do you ever feel like you are just stuck and you're not, nothing's going to change. And therefore you are not cut out to be a mom. I think that probably most of us have felt this a time or two in our motherhood journey. But I want to tell you today that the idea that you are not cut out for this because you're in a hard season is a lie. 
We all have hard times. We all have difficult seasons. It's just the way life is in a fallen world. And it's just the reality of life with a lot of little children. They have things that they're going through. They don't sleep all the time. (laughs) They have issues. They have teeth that they have to cut. There are just so many things that I'm that bombard us on a regular basis as moms. And it can be easy to give into this lie that we are not cut out for this. I'm not good enough for this. This isn't the life I want. And that's a lie. Because here's the beauty. Seasons change. Let me tell you a story. When my husband and I started having kids... We had babies right away. Our first daughter was born a week before our first anniversary. So we were pregnant about three months into our marriage, had that baby. It was great. Then we had another baby 16 months later. So we had two babies under two years old. And then our next baby was born 17 months after the second one. And so we had three babies under the age of three. And life was full. It was full of diapers. It was full of babies. It was full of not sleeping a lot. There was just a lot going on all the time. My husband had a job that he had to work at every day. And so I was home. I didn't have family support in the area. So I was basically on my own for most of the day with these three babies And it was a challenging season. And the funny thing is, going from one baby to two babies really didn't seem like that big of a deal to me. I thought it went pretty well. I wasn't super overwhelmed. I tend to take things in stride pretty well. And I'm kind of a relaxed personality, so I don't get too worked up over messes or, you know, the regular stuff that happens with babies. So then I was pregnant with my third, and I remember some kind older women talking to me and saying, you know, your third one could be a challenge. It could be a challenge to have three. And I thought, no, that's impossible. Two was easy. Three is going to be just fine. No big deal. Well, I have to say that adding that third baby threw me a little bit for a loop. Now, she was such an easy baby. She was so calm. She was so chill. We didn't have any nursing problems. Her birth was beautiful. My recovery was super quick. But just the logistics of having three babies under three is a challenge, even for somebody who's relatively easygoing and pretty relaxed. And it was just a challenging season. So keep going. We had another baby (laughs) 18 months later. And um, God just keeps giving us all these blessings, right? Just blessing after blessing after blessing. I loved having all these babies. I really, really did. But looking back on it, I have to acknowledge those were challenging seasons. And then a couple years later, we had our fifth baby. So we had five babies. At that point, my oldest was six. And so we felt like, wow, this is easy. We've got a six-year-old instead of like a three-year-old, two-year-old, one-year-old, zero. So with our with our six-year-old, we were just 
cruising along. And then um, we had a, a bigger gap between number five and number six because uh, I had a miscarriage. And then the Lord did a lot of healing, and I will share that whole story with you all someday. But then I was pregnant and nearly ready to give birth to our sixth baby. And I had a moment that showed me that my season had shifted. We had some good friends over for dinner one night, and we had our five little kids. And this sweet family that we had over had, I think, three little children. And they were all very, very young and very close in age, sort of like my first three were. And I remember them saying to me, are you so nervous about having six kids? And I said, no, I'm not because I've got, you know, a not an eight year old and a six year old and I've got all these helpers and, and, and it just dawned on me. My season has shifted. I'm not in the same season that I was two or three or five years ago when I had this intense season of babies, 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 babies. Now, all of a sudden, I realized my kids are getting a little older. I have some help now, just built-in help where my oldest daughter can hold a newborn baby and be totally fine with that, or she can help the toddler to go to the bathroom. (laughs) And there were just, all of a sudden, I realized things have changed, things have shifted. And I hadn't even noticed until my friend asked me that question. And so I want to just point out to you guys, your season that seems really tough and really long and really hard is not forever. And your season doesn't determine your ability. It doesn't determine your value. Your season does not define your entire life as a mom. The season you're in right now that may be challenging, that may be hard, does not mean that you are not cut out for this or that you can't handle any more children. If I had thought that, which I could have thought that back when I had two or three kids or four kids or even five, and if I had decided I just can't do this, I would have missed out on the blessing and the benefit of having the family that we have, of having the children that we have. And it is so precious to me to be able to look back on those little years and to thank the Lord for them and to remember the beauty and the fun and the staying in the living room for three months with my three tiny babies because that's where we we just lived in the living room for like three months. And there were precious, precious times that I didn't even fully realize at the time. But now I can see them. And now my season is totally different. Now I have a 12-year-old and an 11-year-old and a whole line after that. And my kids have grown up learning to be helpful. And did you know that once again, babies six, seven, and eight were also two under two and then three under three. So I was in a very similar season physically again as I was with my first three babies. 
But this time, I had a 12-year-old and an 11-year-old and a 9-year-old and an 8-year-old to help me. And the experience is so different. And so I am so thankful. I'm so thankful that God poured out His grace on me in those challenging seasons with lots of tiny, tiny little kids, that He sustained me and that I have been able to get through those. And I want to encourage you, if you are that mom and you have one or two or three or five or seven tiny, tiny babies, and you're just like, I don't know if I'm cut out for this. I want to encourage you. Yes, you are. You are, and the grace of God is there for you, and your season is not your entire life. It will change, and you will grow, and you will be amazed in just a few short years how very different your season is and how very much you have grown. Hey, it's question time. We have a great question today that goes right along with this whole topic of being in a challenging season. How do you reset after a hard day? This is such a great question to think about. And I have to say, the answer is going to be different based upon your personality. I will share a few things that work for me, and I'm going to share some other ideas that I think could work for other personality types, and you get to make that decision and search this out in your own life and in your own heart and see what is going to be the best for you. So number one, if I have had a hard day, it is very important for me to communicate that to my husband. Because he doesn't always know, and our husbands cannot read our minds, which I've said this again and again and again, (laughs) but they can't read our minds. And so they will probably be able to tell somewhat if they walk in the house and you're just like, oh my goodness, it's been such a hard day. It's so important for us to tell them what we need if we need something from them. So sometimes I'll tell my husband, Oh my goodness, I've had such a big day. I really just need 10 minutes to myself. Can I please just go upstairs and just be alone for a few minutes? And then he can cover for me. He can take over. I also sometimes find it helpful to just ask him to help me get the kids all to bed at a really decent hour so that we can have some time together or so that I can have some time alone after the kids are in bed, because that seems, that feels to me like it's going to be longer and more peaceful. And so sometimes I will say, hey, I don't know what your plans are for tonight, but I would love to have the kids all in bed by this time. Could you please help me do that by doing this? Whether that's, hey, could you help the boys put on their pajamas and get them into their bed? or, you know, whatever it is. And depending on your evening routine, if you have one in your bedtime schedule, if you have one and how that all works in your family, maybe that's already set up. For us, it's a little fluid a lot of the time. And so for me to be able to lay it out to him very clearly and say, I'd really like all the kids to be in bed by this time. And this is how I think we could break it down so we can make it happen. So that's super helpful. And now on a personal level, 
How do I reset? How do I not go into the next day feeling overwhelmed and frustrated and like everything's insane? Honestly, spending some time with the Lord and just talking to him is super helpful for me. I am very, very normal with God. I just talk to him like he's right in the room with me and like he knows everything that's going on because he does. And so sometimes I will step out onto my porch or I'll step outside or I will go into my room and I'll just sit on my bed and take a deep breath and just say, Lord, I need you. I need your help. I'm feeling horrible. It's been a really hard day for me. Just please talk to me. (laughs) And then I'll just listen to what he has to say. And he is so kind and so faithful to speak truth and life to me. And I have to say, a lot of the times he begins speaking my identity over me. I would love to know, is that what God does with you? Because I feel like a lot of times I come to him with some agenda or some idea or something I think I need, and he just immediately starts telling me about myself. He immediately tells me, you're my child. I love you. You are doing a great job, this and that. And I'm just, and sometimes I'm like, God, I wanted to ask you a question. And, (laughs) and he's just like, this is what you need. (laughs) So connecting with Jesus is a huge part of resetting. Forgiving your family, forgiving your kids, if you need to forgive them, for whatever it was that went on during the day is also really important. Because if we go into our next day with bitterness in our heart or resentment against our children or our husband, then that sets us up for failure. We are not set up for peace. We are not set up for joy if our heart is full of resentment and bitterness. Sometimes a great way to reset after a big hard day is to take a bath. Or do something really relaxing. Take a bath, take a shower, turn on some music and just enjoy being in the quiet. Spend some time talking with your husband and debriefing, praying together, talking about your days, going over any logistical things that you could maybe fix. For some people, doing problem solving is probably going to be really helpful. For other people, you might just want to kind of forget the whole thing. (laughs) But I would just say, like, be sure that your heart is right towards your family. If there's any kind of bitterness, if there's any kind of resentment, you want to get that cleared up. And other than that, you probably know what kind of soul care you need. How can you help your soul to recover from that day? Nature, beauty, relaxation, connection with your husband, intimacy with your husband, those things can all be wonderful, wonderful ways to reset from a hard day and to come back into peace and come back into um, a rested soul. I would love to answer your question on the podcast. If you have a question about anything motherhood related, please send it to me at kirstenvossler.com forward slash ask me. 
And don't forget to send your marriage questions to me so that we can address those in our marriage series. I am so grateful for all of you. I'm so grateful for you. I cannot wait for next week. We have something very special. I'm having a good friend of mine on the podcast, and she has something special to share with you. So tune in next week, and I will see you then. Ladies, I bless you with grace. I bless you with the peace that passes all understanding, that you would understand that the season that you are in right now is not your defining season. This season that you're in right now is for your growth. It is for your benefit, but you do not have to fall under the lie that you are not cut out for this because the season is challenging. So in Jesus' name, I bless you with the grace to understand your season and to understand the love that God has for you and the grace that he has for you in this time. I'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of Rejoicing in Motherhood. You will find show notes and more encouragement on this topic at kirstenvossler.com. Have a wonderful week. And remember, everything in this life is holy kingdom work. You are doing it, friend. You make the very heart of God rejoice. Keep going. I love you lots, and I'll talk to you again very soon.